<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show and great to have you with us. We're 365 days from what will be, in my opinion, the most important day in modern American history, 365 days from Election Day 2024, a day that will, in my view, determine whether our constitutional republic survives. The presumptive Republican nominee, Donald Trump, faces off against the incumbent President Joe Biden. President Trump has a convincing lead in the national polls against Biden, a huge lead over Biden in the battleground states. And here's how strong President Trump is running in those battleground states in a New York Times poll just out. Nevada, Trump leading Biden by 10 points. Georgia, leading by 6 points. Arizona, Trump leading by 5 points. Michigan, Trump leading by 5 points again. And in Pennsylvania, Trump leading by 4 points. And lastly, in Wisconsin, President Trump is trailing Biden by only 2 points inside the margin of error. Top Dem strategist and former Obama advisor David Axelrod reacting to these latest polls by calling for Biden to abandon his dreams of a second term. Axelrod tweeted, quote, The greatest concern is that his biggest liability is the one thing he can't change. Among all the unpredictables, there is one thing that is sure. The age arrow only points in one direction. Only Joe Biden can make this decision. If he continues to run, he will be the nominee of the Democratic Party. What he needs to decide is whether that is wise, whether it's in his best interest or the country's. The Marxists who are running the Democrat Party are desperate now, this latest polling only adding to their desperation and further motivating their interference with this election as they try to stop President Trump any way they can. 
Yesterday, President Trump was in a New York courtroom on the witness stand testifying before Marxist M. Judge Arthur Engeron and George Soros-backed Attorney General Letitia James, watching over it all. Trump took the stand in the state's $250 million lawsuit against the Trump Organization, where they're also seeking to bar President Trump from ever doing business in New York again. The Marxist Dem hack judge has already ruled, just based on his pure hatred of Trump, that he's guilty. This headline from the Daily Mail says it all on how the day in court went. Quote, Trump attorney Alina Haba tears into the unhinged New York fraud trial judge and accuses him of trying to silence the ex-president, says she won't tolerate his behavior after he went red in the face and slammed the table and told her to sit down. Wow. Here is that attorney, Alina Haba, on the corrupt conduct of this judge in court. Coming from the judge who has already predetermined that my client committed fraud before we even walked into this courtroom. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Then why exactly am I being paid as an attorney and why exactly are taxpayer dollars being used in this courtroom? The answer is very clear. Because Miss James wants to stand right here like she did this morning and call my client a liar, call the company fraudulent, and make a name for herself. She said this morning that the numbers don't lie and they won't lie in this case. Well, Miss James, I have a message for you. The numbers didn't lie when you ran for governor, and that's why you dropped out. And the numbers don't lie when President Trump runs for office in 2024. And those numbers are loud and clear. This country is falling apart. And if we don't stop corruption in courtrooms where attorneys are gagged, where attorneys are not allowed to say what they need to say to protect their clients' interests, it doesn't matter what your politics are. Everyone has a right in this country to get up and put a defense. I don't care who you are. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can put objections on the record. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can stand up and say something when they see something wrong. But I was told to sit down today. I was yelled at and I've had a judge who is unhinged slamming a table. Let me be very clear. I don't tolerate that in my life. I'm not going to tolerate it here. Alina Habba fired up as she should be defending President Trump against these scurrilous charges. Trump's other attorney, Chris Keis, says the case should be all wrapped up by the 15th of December. While President Trump is battling the Marxist-Dem persecution on so many fronts, Joe Biden and his crime family are doing all they can to dodge prosecution at all. Hunter Biden's special counsel, David Weiss, in a closed-door, transcribed interview today with House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan and the full committee. And he will be forced to answer difficult questions on why he has done all he could, all in his power, to protect the Biden crime family, regardless of the mounting evidence and obvious crimes. Our guest today is the man leading that investigation, Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee and a great American, Congressman Jim Jordan. Mr. Chairman, great to have you with us. Let's, if we may, begin with all that you expect from the U.S. Attorney and Special Counsel, David Weiss. 
Well, yeah, we got him coming uh, this week. So um, remember, David Weiss initially told us in a letter to me back in, in June, uh, I think it was June 7th, he said that um, he had ultimate authority to determine when, where, and whether to file charges against Hunter Biden. And then 10 days later, or excuse me, about 20 days later, he changes his story in another letter to me where he indicates that, well, actually, that wasn't quite accurate. He's limited by what he partnering with other U.S. attorneys. And then he further clarifies things on July 10th in a letter to Senator Graham, where he, he takes a third position and says that um, he said, well, you know, I, I don't I haven't sought special counsel status, uh, but I've had discussions with the with the attorney general, with the Justice Department. So three different stories in, in I guess it's about 33 day time period. And as I pointed out in the public hearing uh, a few months back, when we had Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler, the IRS whistleblowers, I said the White House position on this whole thing has changed multiple times. What what information Joe Biden had, what involvement he had with his son's business. I said the Justice Department's position has changed multiple times, three times in 33 days. But the position that hasn't changed has been the whistleblowers. Their testimony has been consistent. It has not wavered. It stood up to cross-examination from the Democrats in the in the uh, oversight committee, Mr. Sh- and, and every witness we've deposed, we've deposed a number now in the Judiciary Committee. Uh, they have all confirmed, just further confirmed what Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler told us about how bad this investigation by Mr. Weiss was run. So tomorrow we're going to get a chance to talk to Mr. Weiss uh, and ask him some pretty uh, some pretty pointed questions. His position has changed. The statements have changed. Uh, and across all of this, it looks like a rigged, uh, corrupt process again uh, on the part of the Department of Justice. Yeah. Never forget that they tried to get the sweetheart deal past the judge. God bless Judge Noriega. She she said no to it. She saw through it, saw something that was never been done. Even the even the government lawyers, when, when she asked him at the hearing, is, is there any precedent for this? No, Your Honor, there isn't, was their response. So. Uh, they tried to get that. It was slow walked, according to Shapley and Ziegler, all kinds of things, tipping off the defense counsel when they were looking to issue a search warrant and search the storage unit where Hunter Biden stored much of his material from his business. So all kinds of things that were out of the ordinary. The thing that I think gets me the most is the tax years 2014-2015 that they let the statute of limitations expire for because those were, in my judgment, they did that because those were the tax years that dealt with the income from Burisma. And I still think the, the, the real heart of this matter is four facts around the Burisma issue. Hunter Biden was put on the board of Burisma, fact number one. Fact number two, he wasn't qualified to be on the board. All he had to offer was the, quote, brand, according to Devin Archer in his deposition, Hunter Biden's business partner talked about. Fact number three, the Burisma executives asked Hunter Biden to relieve the pressure they were under from the prosecutor, Fact number four, Joe Biden goes to Ukraine, starts the process and completes the process of getting that prosecutor fired and uses a billion dollars of American tax money to leverage that all to happen. Those four essential facts, I think, show what was going on here. Hunter Biden was making money to get certain certain outcomes uh, that that his that his dad, then vice president, could could influence. And that's exactly what happened. And, And the final thing is the. 1023 form where this confidential human source talked about what was going on with the Bidens and Burisma, that that information is confirmed by the actions I just described. So so what took place is entirely consistent with what the confidential human source uh, told uh, told the FBI. And we ultimately got to see that when we got Chris Ray to, to finally give us that information. You know, and as you're talking about Burisma, uh, the White House uh, over the weekend again 
uh, changing its story because the story is changing for the for the principal that is President Biden, who has been adamant over the course of time that he did not have a meeting with Burisma officials uh, that did not. Uh, and now the White House is changing. Uh, the Biden attorneys are changing the story. Uh, and I don't know if they're keeping yeah. up with the three uh, in your that you're referring to, but uh, it's got to be at least two or three instances uh, in terms of of that as well. Yeah, he said he had no involvement, and we find out he had dinners with Hunter Biden's business uh, partners and, and clients. He said he made he had no involvement, yet we found out he was in, uh, a par- participant in many numerous phone calls. Devin Archer testified that it was 20 phone calls that Joe Biden was uh, was a part of. So dinners, meetings, phone calls, all stuff that Joe Biden said were not that he, he wasn't involved with, that now we know that he was. So you have the false representation coming from from the president himself about his involvement with the company. You have that false representations coming from his staff who've said things and then had to subsequently change that, that, that those things. And now, of course, you have these checks that Mr. Comer has, has uh, by subpoena and bank records, has now found out these, quote, loan repayments, uh, $200,000 uh, in, in one and then a $40,000 check in another that we're, uh, we're looking into as well. And the investigation goes on and the evidence mounts. I have to ask you first about David Weiss. Will he be under oath? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, he's going to try to limit his answers, I think, to dealing with this whole issue of what authority he ultimately had. Um, but we, we're, we're, we're going to ask him about that, of course. There's some other questions that we think are important that we're going we're gonna to press him on as well, but specifically some of the things that we learned from some of the other U.S. attorneys who we've already deposed. We've deposed the, the U.S. attorney from the Western District of Pennsylvania. We've deposed the U.S. attorney from D.C. and the U.S. attorney from the Central District of California, as well as agents who were on the case, FBI agents who were on the case, the tax, the, D, the head of the Department of Justice tax uh, lawyer who was on the case, We've talked to all of them, so we'll look at what they've said and then um, be able to uh, use that as, as the basis for questions for Mr. Weiss as well. We're talking with Chairman Jim Jordan, Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. We'll be right back after this quick pause. Please stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back with Chairman Jim Jordan and Mr. Chairman, the the instance of uh, the inquiry, the the impeachment inquiry, it looks like it's uh, at a an inflection point. 
Do you have a sense of when the Judiciary Committee might take over uh, the lead on impeachment of President Joe Biden? Well, uh, understand from from the start when when Speaker McCarthy announced that we were moving into the inquiry phase of, of, of our oversight. Um, you have three committees involved. You've got the Ways and Means Committee, who continues to deal with information mm-hmm. brought to them by Mr. Shapley, Mr. Ziegler, the, the IRS whistleblowers. Uh, you have the Oversight Committee, Mr. Comer and his committee, who are looking at the bank records, the suspicious activity reports, and following that. And then you have our committee, which is looking at how the investigation was handled, um, the, you know, the, the unusual way, to be kind, the, the, the way the, the investigation was handled in the Hunter Biden um, over the last five years. So we're, we're each doing our, our those investigations. At some point, that will come together. Now, Mr. Comer, there are still a number of people that he needs to to bring in for interviews and, and depositions. I mean, you got Hunter Biden, you got James Biden, you got you got other business partners, Mr. Galar, Mr. Sherwin, other business partners of, of Hunter Biden. You got the guy who paid Hunter Biden's taxes for goodness sake, just out of the goodness of his heart. I'm going to pay two million dollars of Hunter Biden's back taxes. We need. I think we need to talk to that people. We got people who bought his art. So the number of people I think that that Mr. Comer wants to interview, and we still have, even though we've done a lot of depositions and interviews, we still have more people we want to talk to. So we need to to move through that as quickly as possible, and then at that point, bring all the evidence together and see if that warrants, in fact, moving to uh, actual articles of impeachment. And that's exactly how we're going to do it, because that's the way the Constitution requires us to do it. Unlike the way the Democrats treated President Trump, we're doing this the way that we think is entirely consistent with the United States Constitution. Speaking candidly and objectively as I possibly can, uh, the evidence that you all have put together right now, uh, the stench of corruption uh, reeks mm-hmm. even in the swamp. Uh, and that should be, I'm, I would think that that would be enough to begin a, a charge of impeachment because you're not proving a case, but you are demonstrating uh, that there is uh, there's much here that merits uh, an impeachment. Yeah, I, and I do think that still the most compelling is what I described as four central facts about Burisma. Uh, when when that pressure, when when the, the, the Burisma executives tell Hunter Biden and his partner, Devin Archer, we're under pressure, we need help. Immediately, there's a call placed to D.C. And Devin Archer in his deposition said that call was to Joe Biden, he thought, so, and then five days later, Joe Biden goes and changes the policy of our country because the the State Department, the European Union had approved. Uh, they had said good things about the prosecutor and the, and the change that was happening with the, the, the prosecutor general in Ukraine. But they abruptly changed, 180 degree change. And there's even a story in The Washington Post that talks about Joe Biden made it called an audible on the plane ride over. So what prompted him to change policy and call the audible and say, no, we're going to require, we're going to hold up the money until we get the policy outcome we want, namely the firing of this Mr. Shokin, this prosecutor. The only thing that you can point to is the call he got five days earlier from his from his son at the prompting of the Burisma executives. Let me let me ask you this. How soon will we see? Uh, will you be subpoenaing uh, the Bidens themselves? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Mr. Comer is uh, Jamie is wants to move in that direction. Now that now that we're beginning to get um, business records and bank records in, he wants to move in that direction. But I do think it's important that you talk to uh, all of Hunter Biden's business partners. The guy who's paid his taxes as as another one, I think that that's important to talk to some of the individuals who purchased his art and dealt with his art. I think all those people need to be talked to uh, just ASAP. And then you bring in James Biden and Hunter Biden.
I love uh, Tony Bobolinsky, a, a former business yep. partner of the Bidens. Uh, he, he issued a direct challenge to the Bidens. Why don't you come on down and we'll all testify at the same time uh, before the uh, <laughs> before the U.S. Congress. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. What did you think of that idea? Well, um, I mean, look, we need to get them done as soon as possible. I don't know if that would quite work, but I, I like the idea of getting folks in as, as quickly as we can and getting the information to the American people. So as, as we look at uh, all that's going on, I, I talked with uh, Chairman Comer about this as well. Do you believe that your committee is under uh, surveillance by NSA, uh, by the Department of Justice yeah. and the FBI? As, uh, the House Intelligence Committee has been, we know, for some time. Uh, the outrage is there, uh, the, but the facts are, too. Uh, will there be a consequence? Yeah. Well, we're, we actually wrote that letter a week and a half ago asking that very question. We want to know, uh, in light of what uh, Senator Grassley's staffer, former staffer, reported that, that the, the Justice Department was, was looking at his phone records and his email records, um, we think it's important to know anyone and everyone on Capitol Hill, staff and or members, who uh, may, may, the same thing may have happened to them. So we're, we're trying to find all that out. That's why we've written them, and uh, we want to get the answers to those those important questions. Because what a chilling effect that would have on on um, oversight and on the Constitution, and 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 such a violation of a just fundamental liberty. So uh, yeah, we want to know that and find out because we know it happened with some of uh, Devin uh, Nunes's staff when he was chairing the Intel Committee several years ago, and now we know it happened to a top staffer for Senator Grassley. We want to know if it goes any further. Yeah, and I, and I would just remind uh, the audience, I mean, we can go back to uh, uh, John Brennan as uh, director of the CIA and the, the time in which he was uh, spying on the Senate Intelligence Committee. So uh, it, it seems if uh, they aren't spying on you, you would be uh, one of the rare exceptions uh, <laughs> for our intelligence scary, agencies. Scary, yeah. We're talking scary, with scary. Chairman Jim Jordan of the Judiciary Committee. We're coming right back. Please stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back, we're talking with Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan. Mr. Chairman, let me ask you uh, this, because the politics of this is uh, obvious and, and important and critical in point of fact, as well as the process and the investigation itself. You have a new speaker, uh, Mike Johnson. 
Give us a sense of uh, give us a sense of uh, what influence that has and what it means to your committee and the other investigating committees in terms of pursuing truth. Well, uh, first of all, Mike Johnson is just just a, just a good man, solid man, Christian man, the kind of guy I think you want in, in that that position and off to a great start. Um, I think he's going to do good things for the country. Uh, but he comes from the from a background on the Judiciary Committee, a great member on the Select Committee on the Weaponization of Government, has just done outstanding work for us, chaired the Constitution Subcommittee, critical subcommittee, protecting the rights and liberties of, of the American people. So Mike is uh, a good guy. He, I, I, I know he understands the importance of the investigative work, our oversight work that we do here in Congress, and has been nothing but supportive uh, as in his, in his time as Speaker. And, of course, you know, he's the guy who's argued cases in front of the United States Supreme Court, um, This is a, a true constitutional scholar. So uh, we're excited about Mike's work, and, and we know he's going to be supportive of the work we're doing. Give us your sense of what it's going to take, because there's obviously a uh, a faction of, quote unquote, moderates uh, or rhinos within the Republican conference in the House. And it's clear that they're also reticent, reluctant, uh, perhaps dug in uh, in opposition to uh, impeachment of Joe Biden. Give us a sense of the politics and the way forward with them to to move toward uh, impeachment, if that ultimately is your judgment. It's all about the facts and you, we, presenting the facts in a in a uh, compelling, succinct manner so that the, the American people can get it. But, but also, of course, our Republican colleagues and frankly, I would hope some Democrat colleagues. I mean, when you lay this out, we always use this comparison, but it's so true. Imagine if the, if any of the Trump children were engaged in the kind of behavior Hunter Biden was engaged in, the business dealings he was engaged in with the type of people he was engaged in, uh, you know, all these from Romania, Russia. Uh, Ukraine, China. I mean, imagine what 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 the, what the outcome would be from the mainstream press and from Democrats. So I think it's just about presenting the facts in a in a in a succinct, compelling way uh, as we gather them and then putting them all together and, and presenting that to our colleagues. That will drive everything as well it should, because as Speaker Johnson said the other night, um, next to the, the power of declaring war, this is this is some of the most serious power that the the House of Representatives has. And we should view it in that in that context and be very deliberate about getting the facts on the table. But if the facts warrant, then we should move ahead. And here we are in the 11th month uh, of the 118th Congress. Uh, deliberate uh, and thorough seems to me to to be absolutely uh, appropriate adjectives for your investigation. Uh, give yeah. us a, give us a sense, and if you can, uh, how soon we should expect a decision on the part of the Judiciary Committee, uh, Oversight, Ways and Means, the Weaponization Committee, and moving to the Speaker's office to uh, go ahead with impeachment. Well, it's going to be driven by how soon we get these guys in. I know uh, Chairman Comer has indicated he's going to issue subpoenas uh, ASAP on a number of those people I talked about. Uh, that that I think are important to bring in all the business partners, uh, some of the people who dealt with Hunter Biden's artwork, some of the people even with the National Archives Association relative to the to the uh, you know to the classified documents issue, and then there are also of course the guy who, as I said, paid off Hunter Biden's tax uh, tax bill, um, and then ultimately Hunter Biden and James Biden. So those are the ones that that are on the list for the oversight committee. And then, of course, our committee, we continue to have Leslie Wolf, the, the key assistant U.S. attorney in David Weiss's office, who handled most of the Hunter Biden investigation. We want to talk to her. There are two other attorneys that we want to talk to. 
And then, of course, we have David Weiss this week. And what would you make of the Biden's efforts? Because they say they're not going to turn over to uh, the uh, Oversight Committee uh, any of the records that uh, the committee and, and Chairman Comer requested, the, the principally loan documents. Uh, it looks like they're trying to run out the clock. Uh, at what point would you say they'd succeeded if the investigation goes to that uh, undefined point? Well, I mean, you know, we'll see. But, but in past uh, impeachment inquiries, when you had the administration not comply with with records that, frankly, the Congress should have had access to, uh, in some cases that became the basis for an obstruction charge. I'm not saying we're going to go there. But that's that's a that's a real, I think, real issue, real concern. So, you know, there's there's the idea that right now the, the, the Biden family, um, you know, got a lot of money. And did Joe Biden take certain actions for that to happen? It looks like that was the case with Burisma. As I said in, the, in a committee hearing, it's, it's a tale as old as time. A politician takes certain actions and his family benefits financially from those actions. Uh, that looks like what happened with with the the situation with this company Barisma and the actions Joe Biden took with the loan guarantee money from from the American taxpayer. So we're gonna we're gonna dig into all that. But uh, yeah, there, there, it could be you're you're preventing Congress from having something. That's not supposed to be how this operation works. Well, and I don't suppose that it's how the National Archives should operate either, turning over 14 uh, emails uh, from the alias uh, batch, some yeah. 82,000 of them that they hold. Yeah, the and they great. respond arrogantly and I think with a, a bit of a, a thumb of uh, their nose uh, to the to the oversight committee, giving 14 yeah. memos up. Uh, at what point does obstruction reach to federal agencies that should be cooperative uh, with the oversight committees? Yeah, fair question, and and something that I think we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll continue to explore as we as we as we gather the facts here over the next several weeks. I'm going to, is if I may. Uh, give you the last word here. We always give our guests the opportunity uh, <laughs> for the last word. And so if if you would, Mr. Chairman, your concluding thoughts here today as we wrap up. Well, I, I think that the big thing is uh, I, I think Mike Johnson's a good man and is going to do a good job and understands the importance of oversight, uh, the oversight that we're doing in the three committees as part of this impeachment inquiry. Our job now is to just continue to press ahead, do it as quickly as possible, but do it in a thorough way and a way that's consistent with the Constitution. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Chairman Jim Jordan, as always, thanks so much for being with us. And we appreciate your you time and your, uh, and your insight. Thanks so much. Thanks for, all the, thanks for all your good work, Lou. Take care. Chairman Jim Jordan, God bless you and Godspeed. I want to return here to Trump attorney Alina Habba's defense of President Trump. Here is the outraged Alina Habba after President Trump testified, telling the judge and the attorney general that they went after the wrong man to be their victim in Donald Trump. Your star witness, along with all the DAs and corrupt AGs, need to be paying attention to what happens when you let us take the stand, when you let my client speak the truth, and the judge can tell me to sit down, and he can try and shorten my client's testimony, but it is loud and clear. They've got nothing. They've got nothing but their politics. She's got nothing but her Soros backing, which we discovered recently. And I am sick and tired of seeing it. Pay attention, America. Pay attention. 
Because when you're in court one of these days and you don't have a lawyer that has a microphone and you don't have a lawyer that can go on TV and you've got judges gagging them, what are you going to do? We need to fix this country and we need to stop what is happening in this courtroom. President Trump is worth a lot more and she wasn't ready for it. She doesn't understand it. And before she rushed to judgment, she should have thought about attacking somebody with over 50 years of real estate expertise who changed single-handedly the skyline of New York City. She picked the wrong person and her politics will fail for it. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Join us here tomorrow when our guest is Cornell Law Professor William Jacobson. We'll be talking about the Marxist dim spread of anti-Semitism that has become the scourge that is destroying universities and colleges all across this country. Please join us for that and more tomorrow, and join us each and every day. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.